Hello everyone and welcome back to another special episode of Time One. Today is the start of our interview series where we'll be talking to some of our favorite players, coaches, traders and footy personalities. And we have a very special first guest, Mr. Terry Degani, better known to our listeners as the Blue Abroad. Now the Blue Abroad has over 14,000 followers on Instagram, 10,000 subscribers on YouTube and 8,000 followers on TikTok. Terry, it's an honor to have you on the show with us. Boys, great welcome. Look at that. How's that for a beat-up? Very professional. My uh, journalism degree from 10 years ago coming in use. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. I also, I didn't know I was the first opposition guest. This is big time. You're the first guest in general. That's right. Number one in general. <laughs> it's an honor. It's an honor. I hope I, uh, hope I leave... Uh, I believe this place better than when it started. Yeah, we probably didn't see that coming, but yeah, being a Collingwood and Essen supporter, having a, a Carlton super fan as our first guest. So, yeah, probably didn't see that coming. The triple third of the big rivals here. Yeah, there's a bit there's a bit in this. Now, Terry, I want to ask you, how did you become the Blue Abroad? What is your story? How did I become the Blue Abroad? Uh, long story short, I was living, I, I moved away from Australia. I was living in China. And uh, I did a stint there for six months and then I spent two years in Israel. And in that time, I realized I couldn't stop watching the footy, couldn't miss a second. Uh, And I also realized how little the coverage was for those who don't live in Australia because you rely on just, you know, 360 on the couch. And then you kind of realize that your, your team only gets spoken about for a few minutes. And, you know, the three of us have, we're pretty lucky we've got big clubs to talk about. So we got a lot of coverage, but still not enough. Um, so really it just started with an audio podcast, just talking into my phone and then sort of moved to video. And then sometime in the start of 2019, I decided to just go all in, come back to Melbourne and, and give it a crack on YouTube. And here we are today. Well, Terry, I want to ask you about your time in China. So you, did you spend some of the, the football season in there? Cause what was it like getting around, you know, the censorships and, and viewing football in China? Tough. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, you need uh, you need some software. You need a VPN. Oh, no, I, I don't know all about VPN blockers. Mm-hmm. No, I do. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, you, you know. So I, I used to go to this one particular like an eatery, like a little uh, street shop, and I had uh, really good internet, which worked really well with my VPN. And I would literally just hold my phone up on a certain spot against the wall, <laughs> and I'd be able to watch games. Like it was grim, but I think when you watch yourself put that sort of commitment into watching something that you have no control over and at the time, you know, you've got to think about it. It's 2018, you've won two games that year. Um, I think I realised it was a bit more than just a hobby. Well, I'll ask you about that. How did it go starting a fan-made, self-created page when Carlton admired at the bottom of the ladder? (sighs) (laughs) 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 It's tough. I, I think... 2018 was all right because I, I started it also wanting to do something while we were at the bottom. So it was kind of like to document the rise to the top. And so as you can imagine, I'm thinking in my mind by 2022, 2023, we're you know, playing in prelims and contending after the, you know, the eight-year rebuild that it would have been and now is. So I did not expect us to still be at a point where we're scoring 44 points in a match. But what do you do? No, we really respect that. And and I think that level of commitment, you know, knowing that you're on the bottom of the ladder, sit out your phone at an awkward angle just to get the right reception, that really sp- and resonates uh, with us a lot. So. 
yeah, we've all got a special bond, even though we are we are rivals. Well, I was actually on overseas last year. I booked a September holiday. Um, I booked it in March last year, not knowing that Collingwood would make the finals. Obviously, now I took my Chromecast with me uh, to, to Europe, so I spent it was like the last couple of games of the home and away season, and then all the final series uh, except for the granny. So. I was just religiously, you know, downloading VPN blockers, the AFL overseas app because it's, it's advanced a bit now, um, and then yeah, plugging my Chromecast in every um, sort of Airbnb I was staying at and just smashing the footy. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, right? One hundred percent. People shake their heads, but that's just genuinely what we have to do. Absolutely. Now, Terry, how much time do you spend a week watching Carlton highlights, editing audio and video packages? Is it like a five day a week thing where you're only watching the Blues? Um, well, I mean, I watch all games unless I've got, you know, functions, birthdays and things on on the weekend. So I watch all the footy. How much time do I spend on Blue Abroad? Well, every, every second that is spare, really. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a full-time commitment without a full-time wage, but we'll get there. Now, we love that, the commitment you've shown to your page. It's uh, fantastic to see. I just want to ask you a bit about the game this weekend. What is it about mm. the Bombers that brings out the worst in you and Blues fans? And what is it about the Blues that makes the Essendon fans derive so much hate for this club? I think, if you look deep at it, we're both on the 16 premierships and there's probably a little bit of one-upsmanship, like who's the actual better club? Because we're both historically great clubs when it comes to winning premierships and we sit at the top there when it comes to the records. Obviously, the last 20 or so years hasn't been kind to both of us. But I think there's a there's just that competitiveness of like, no, no, we're, we're really the greatest. Um, also, I actually find similarities in Carlton and Essendon supporters. We just have different allegiances. Absolutely. Nick and I think exactly the same thing. Nick, you go. Yeah, no, it's funny because I'm, I'm glad you said that because it almost feels like, you know, you've got Essendon fans thinking they look down on Carlton fans. I mean, you've got Carlton fans looking down on Essendon fans saying, no, we're better than you. But really, you're looking at each other, staring each other eye to eye, probably just as bad as each other, especially the last 20 years. It's like, it's like that Spider-Man meme. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. Is that Spider-Man? <laughs> it's just the game of one upsmanship here. We're just both striving so hard to get Premiership number 17, but we haven't been close to it for the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, we can win a final, but that's about it. Oh, we can make a final in the last 10 years. Hey, you gotta make, you got to make them first, Terry. We'll lose them, but you got to make them. <laughs> and we won't comment on us losing grand finals either, like we would say. <laughs> when it comes to this rivalry, what's your, your favourite memory from Essendon and Carlton? Oh, mate, 2011 elimination final, <laughs> yeah. walking in the MCG. It wasn't even a good the game. We got, you got smashed. We got smashed. <laughs> the Bombers kicked the first three goals of the game after Carlton kicked five behind, and then we just pile it on. It was glorious. Yeah, it was, was really something. I think you, you smashed us about a month or two prior as well in, in a home and away game. You were just way better than us in 2011. Yeah. I was worried going into that final, to be honest, because I thought we played our hand in that late game, round 18, I think it was, where Walker took the mark. Mm. And so I was still nervous going into the final because at the final, you know, this was – you know, not something that we had been able to win because we'd lost our previous two. So, yeah, that that's definitely one of my favourite Carlton incident moments, but also, sadly, one of my favourite moments ever. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot to go off recently, is there? Nah, not much. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because, like, at, at the time, you know, if you rewind 12 years ago, you're, you've just made an elimination final, 
You've got Chris Judd. He's been the season. I think it's his fourth year there. <clears throat> You're thinking the trajectory is we're going to knock on the door of, of top four. And then, yeah, it's amazing how years go by where, you know, you sort of slip away. And and even we experienced that in, in, in Collingwood, you know, 2013. We had made finals for such a, wrong, a long stint. And then all of a sudden we get further and further out of touch. We're able to change that, you know, miraculously. But it's it's funny because, like, it, they're just so bloody hard to win. And I think to stay relevant is is getting increasingly harder every year. Yeah, no, it's well said. Very well said. Well, Terry, I've got to ask, what's gone wrong? in the last 18 months at Carlton. 10-2 and two start in 2022, and you've been nowhere near the pace since then. What would you change and what has gone wrong? Oh, goodness me. Um, where do you start? Yeah, where do you start? Like on the surface, it seems quite simple. We're just not executing. We can win the ball, but we can't necessarily use the ball. Um, confidence is down. That connection is down. I think if I could summarize it in one, it would be that something around that connection bit. Like we were so on the same page last year, even in the losses, um, you know, tough losses to, to finish the season, but like they really played for each other. Whereas this year, I don't know, it's hard when you're a fan because you don't really know what's going on inside the four walls, but they, they just don't seem to be on the same page. Maybe seven of the 18 on the field are, but as soon as you're not fully in this, on the same wavelength, it, it just starts to show. And I think the pressure now has gotten to a point where that's starting to be a factor. Um, so they put themselves in this hole and then now you compound that with the external noise and somewhere along the line you get this eerily familiar situation with Carlton. Yeah, I think you summed it up well. There's there's a level of disconnect there. Last year, everyone's on the same page. Um, you're in games for so much longer. I feel like this year there's a sense of timidness, like you know, not, not daring to make mistakes trying to save games almost and play a conservative style. And, yeah, probably lack of clarity, just, you know, players out of position or, or sort of not knowing what to do, a lot of confusion. Yeah, yeah, no, look, look, it's a good summary. And who knows? Who knows what it is? But we're in a hole again and they've just got to figure it out. I don't know what that looks like, but just got to figure it out and hope that the club don't sack another coach. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I, I think it seems like it's a pattern behaviour for you all of a sudden, you know, Vossi, you think 32 games into his tenure, you go, you show him the door. Then it's just like, well, we've got to go through the whole process again, get someone else, you know, almost stunt the growth of the, the developing list there and then, you know, go through the whole rigmarole of getting someone else in. Yeah, yeah. It's grim. But, mate, get stuffed this week. Seriously. <laughs> well, I want to ask you, if Eston were to beat you by, I don't know, 40, 50 points, a nightmare scenario, would that be the worst thing for Carlton? Would a chasm within your yeah. club to start a new era, would that be the worst thing possible? <laughs> well, you did it to us in 2019. I know. I listened to your show just before, and you, you said 2019, you split the club in half. Split the club in half. So, you know, I can sit here and talk tough and say, no, nah, no, nah, it's not going to happen, but... <laughs> You know, you just don't know with this group. The one thing about Carlton is they haven't been blown out apart from that Adelaide game uh, yeah. in Gather Round. Now, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. Um, I think we're capable of winning. I think it's much more of a 50-50 game than what I used to think it was. Um, but listen, you know, if you beat us by 40-plus, then we'll just have to have to deal with that and, and try and just keep the fan base together again for another week. Well, I'm not worried about the fan base. We know how strong and loyal the Carlton fans are. It just could be a flashpoint, this game. It's such a big rivalry. 
I'd like to get your, your tip on this one, Terry. Who do you think is going to win? It's going to be a grubby game, and it's going to be the Blues by 13. Ooh. Oh, no, I, I don't mind that. I, I agree that it's going to be a grubby game. Um, I feel like I say it every week where I think this is the game, Carlton backs against the wall, they're going to flick the switch. But there's something about, Carlton, you probably agree, Terry, that you guys get up against Essendon, no matter the occasion. I feel like even it doesn't matter what position you're on the ladder, um, you sort of seem to find something against the Bombers. Yeah, I, I definitely oh, – it's hard to be confident in saying that. I, I know what you mean, though, because we generally have that against the doggies as well. We did lose that yeah. this year. But, yeah, I, I think it's one of the few rounds in the year where the club really, even online with their, with their media posts, um, like they refer to the rivalry. They actively voice about the rivalry. So – yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I think I think we do get a bit of a spark from it, and you know I'm hoping there's still a big crowd there. I'm hoping the the blue baggers haven't fallen off the off the cart just yet. But yeah, I think it'll be on. It, it's it's the perfect game for us to get something going and spark something. I think. Yeah, well, so often Essendon have been the better team or in better form or have higher expectations, and the Blues have been us. Send out the number of rest and I think they've been them the last three times. It's just always a close encounter. You seem to always win it. It pisses me off, Terry. I hope it continues, mate. <laughs> no, look, I'm probably going to be playing for the draw. Uh, you know what's funny? Back So back in 2011, you probably remember, I think it was round four, um, Carlton played Essendon. Now, I, we had just gone on like a, a family trip um, and, and Colin would play the Friday night. So me and my old man, we go, oh, let's just go watch the Bombers um, and uh, Blues game on the Saturday Arvo. And then that game actually ended up being a draw. I think uh, Dustin Fletcher tackled Garlett like late in the last quarter. And I swear, I reckon with the only two blokes that sort of stood up and went, oh, how good's this? Like, you know, <laughs> both Carlton and Essendon don't get to win. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I think it's, it's going to be close. Oh, I'm probably going to tip Essendon myself, but I think it'll be under a goal. Yeah, I think it'll be close. Well, I think Essendon by about six goals, hopefully. <laughs> Which doesn't usually happen ever. Heartbreaking stuff, boys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I, or I, I wouldn't mind a draw, actually. <laughs> well, thank you, Terry. We're so honoured to have you on the show today. It was a big, big deal to have the Blue Abroad as our first guest. It's a big deal. Though. Thank you so much, Terry, um, from me as well. No, thank you for the invitation, boys. I appreciate it, and we'll do this again some other time. No worries. Thank you so much, Terry. See ya.